Welcome to the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. I'm Kyle Brost, a strategist and changemaker. I'm the CEO of Spark Policy Institute, founder and principal at Choice Strategy Group, and contributor to Forbes, Thrive Global, and Influencer. I lead at the intersection of strategy and impact, where I turn ordinary individuals into strategists and changemakers. Let's get started. Hi, friends. This is Kyle Brost here with another episode of The Art of Strategic Reaction. Today, we have on with us William Hung. I think people know the name from American Idol. She plays! She plays! Oh, baby! But she moves! She moves! But there's been so much that's come after that. William, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Obviously, people know you from American Idol. That's where people first got your name. But tell us just a little bit about what happened after American Idol. It was the crazy whirlwind. It was unbelievable. I was appearing on Ellen DeGeneres, Entertainment Tonight, Jay Leno, all the other big shows, Jimmy Kimmel. And I even got a record contract. I traveled and performed all over the world. So, <laughs> so you went on American Idol, and uh, by an outsider's perspective, uh, it would have looked like a, a big failure. Yes. But you came out of it, and you just said you actually got a record deal after American Idol. That's true. Koch Records. Wow. How does that happen? I mean... I, I, I just don't, I, I don't see the connection. You fail on American Idol, but you get a record deal. I was surprised myself. I, I, I was, <laughs> it felt so surreal. But I, I think one, one, uh, one of the, probably the, the reason it, all these things happened was because my response to Simon Cow. <laughs> you can't sing, you can't dance. So what do you want me to say? Um, I already gave my best and there's, I have no regrets at all. Good for you. That's good. That's now that's good. William. That's good. That's the best attitude yet. It turned mm. out that I was one of the few people that responded positively back then to to his criticism. That's interesting. You know, it's kind of this endearing quality, right? We want to root for the underdog, but if the underdog comes across as being arrogant or uh, unwilling to take feedback, then they they kind of don't feel like the underdog anymore. Yeah. But but the idea that you were open to, to the feedback, that you were willing to hear it, um, and that you were willing to just say, you know what, I gave it, I gave it what I had. I gave it all that I could. No regrets. Uh, it kind of made you endearing to people. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it wasn't scripted on it, anything. I just, it's just how I felt. I just thought that it's not that big of a deal. I could go back to school. I can try other competitions, try other things in life. That's why I said what I said. Yeah. So I, I have to ask this question. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you honestly rank your singing abilities? I, I w- I'm not, I'm not going to – I can't really rank my singing abilities. But what I would, <laughs> what I would, what I would say is that I, I would not – I'm not going to try to compare myself to Carrie Underwood or, or other, other phenomenal singers. But, but, the, but the other side of it is that what, what's the goal of entertainment? Let's 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 look at the bigger question. I mean, the goal of entertainment is to make people happy. It's to get people to smile. It doesn't matter if you're the most talented or the or, or lesser talented entertainer. 
Our goal is to still entertain and relieve people of the daily stress. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's completely fair. I'm different from other people. I'm not. I, I and that and that's and that's the and that's the good thing about this world. Nowadays, you can't read. You can't really sell to people that you you are the best because there's always someone better than you, and that's the truth. So the way that I that I that I communicate or articulate my value is, hey, I'm just different. I'm just unique, and it's okay to be unique. It's okay to go after your dreams, even though you you might not have the best talent. Because let's face it, everything else in life, not just singing, not just entertainment, but businesses, uh, jobs, careers, you nobody starts from a, a ten out of ten. Everybody starts somewhere. I I a hundred percent agree, and I and I, I'm actually happy that you're spinning it uh, and not necessarily answering with a number. Um, because I think that's part of how you have to operate from a, a strategic standpoint is recognizing, uh, regardless of whatever rating you might give yourself in terms of voice, there's this bigger piece of, is there an audience out there that's entertained by what I do? Yes. And how do I find that audience? I think what's what's amazing to me about your story is it is such a great example of the idea that no matter who you are, what you do, if you put yourself out there, there's an audience that's going to love it. Yeah. I mean, it could be because you, fa- you found an audience of, of people that love what you do and you've been able to build a life off of it. Yes. How hard was the transition? I mean, you, you were studying engineering, right? It, w- it was initially uh, difficult because I wasn't sure if I want to go on in a totally new direction. But a couple of things. First... Is I remember I didn't I wasn't doing well with my classes. I was struggling. I was dragging along. I didn't feel that I had the same passion when I first started. So I I already told myself even if the American Idol audition didn't work out, I probably need to pivot and change uh, try something different. Well, so what did it take to actually get into the idea that this was a real opportunity that you could make something out of? Well, right, right, right after they broadcast my audition, I I got like hundreds of emails, and apparently, and, and apparently, it was a good thing that my email address was very easy for people to guess because it's my name at, at Berkeley.edu. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, but and then when I opened these emails, I was like, "What Entertainment Tonight? What movie opportunity?" Uh, I, I I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, it, could this be happening?" And then, uh, right the next day, I went back to class. My professor, I remember, he showed my audition towards the end of class, and then my students mocked me for pictures and autographs. It was like, "Wow, that cannot be true." <laughs> so, so you didn't know he was going to share the audition in front of everyone? No. Interesting, and but people loved it. Yeah, and I thought, and I thought, okay, well, maybe my life is cannot just cannot go back to normal at that point. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you blow up that big, and how does your life go back to normal? I don't know. Yeah, not not happening. So, obviously, this is like the start to something really big. Since American Idol, what has been one of your favorite experiences or opportunities? Well. I, I, it's hard to find a favorite, but one, one of the craziest, I would say one of the craziest experiences was performing at Wango Tango, 
at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles. It was over 60,000 people. I was the very last performer and my feet were shaking as I was singing. <laughs> and what song did you sing? She Banks by Ricky Martin. <laughs> of course, of course. Have you perfected that song yet? I don't really know. I don't even think about perfecting it. I just think about um, you know bringing bringing joy to people every time I do it because that's what they love to hear. Every every time I go perform, they they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me uh, get off the stage without performing it. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. All right. So, what are some of the other things you've been? I mean, you cut a record deal. How did that come about? So it happened after after the initial search on TV on the different TV shows back then, uh, uh, like Ryan Seacrest show was huge back then, uh, and then my internet. One of my fans created my internet website called WilliamHung.net, uh, and it got over eight million hits in less than a month. It it, it was crazy. It crashed the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and then that's and then the record company uh, reached out to me and decided to give me a record contract, and I was like, "What is this? Could is? Are you serious?" And they were very serious. So, did you? What kind of music did you produce on your record? Uh, so, my record company and I produced mostly cover songs from different from different artists, and then we did a couple of original songs. Impressive. I, I am going to have to go listen. I have not listened to that. I'm going to have to go listen to your record now, William. The name of the album is called Inspiration. That's the that's the name of my first album. Well, how fitting. I mean, <laughs> you're an inspiration to all sorts of people. Uh, do you get that a lot? Do you get people reaching out and saying, William, uh, your story, your example uh, changed the way I see myself? Yes, I do. That has to be the most fulfilling thing, right? That's the most important thing. Uh, that that gives me the feel. That gives me the energy to keep doing what I do today. So how do you how do you take? I, I think some people naturally feel that. How do you take your story though and help that person who um, feels like they don't have whatever it, it's going to take? How do you take your story and help them see that they do? By by showing by showing people in my speeches, and that's why I got into professional speaking in the last couple of years. By, by by sharing those stories I'm sharing with you today uh, and then showing people uh, that they have a choice. They could choose to be happy. They could choose what they decide to hear. They don't have to buy in to all the negative criticism that, that's telling them, no, you're not good enough. No, you're not ready. Because there's no perfect time. There's, you can't, there's no, there's no guarantees to, 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 to the things you're trying in life. But if you never try, you never succeed. What course in life would you have taken if you hadn't taken that one step to step onto the American Idol stage? Yeah, I th I would probably just be another normal guy, normal Asian guy, you know, doing the doing some kind of civil engineering, uh, <laughs> computer science gig. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you tell anybody you were going to audition? No, I did not want to tell anybody, especially my Asian parents, because they're not going to approve. So, yeah. Have they changed their mindset over time? No, they were. Well, over time they did. But they, they were when my, my mom first saw it, it was like, oh, my God, you serious? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> 
Oh man, I love it. I love this this uh, story and example. So, have there been any opportunities you've said no to? Have there been? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I I I always think about my 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 brand, my integrity, my reputation. If it's if it's something that I'm not comfortable with, I'm, I'm not doing it. So, what's an example of one that you've turned down that you said, "Nope, that doesn't align with my brand. It doesn't meet my strategy. That I'm I, I can't go that route." Well, there are there were some commercials that that, that I, that's a, a bit on the edge of being R rated. You know, requires use. They want me to use profanity or look in a certain way that I don't feel right. So yeah, I mean, I I have no problem saying no to those. Yeah, well, and I know uh, you've appeared in some different television shows and movies, right? Yes. And and there's been some play on your name in terms of uh, a lot of those experiences. Mm, I think they play on my and on my song uh, because a good example would be a, a, a Chinese movie that I shot in Hong Kong. Uh, they they created a Chinese song using the same songs from She Bangs. Uh, they talk about a biscuit, a healthy biscuit that you could eat using the Siu Bang Siu Bang, and then it's like kind of like She Bangs She Bangs. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Do you like acting? Not my favorite. I I I I, I would say that there is a pl- time and place for it, uh, but but I it's, it wouldn't be my the primary thing I want to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So how do how has your view on the world changed? I mean, it seems to me like you even at that stage when you took the chance to get on American Idol, there was something about the way you saw the world that you were willing to get out there and do that. How has your perspective on the world changed since having all of these crazy experiences? I would say the first thing is don't judge people so quickly. I I met a lot of fascinating people, including celebrities, other public figures, politicians, it's it's hard to really get to know people uh, deep inside out. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I mean, I assume that as you're traveling, people recognize you all the time. Yes. Is there ever a chance that you go out and you don't get recognized? Uh, it, well, it's I think right now, fifteen years later, it's not as crazy as before. But but there's still a lot of people that recognize me. They would I would do. Oh my god, are you that guy? Can I have a picture with you? Did that bother you at first? I mean, at what point, what was the first opportunity, the first experience you had where somebody recognized you and asked for like your autograph or a picture? Can you remember that? It was back in UC Berkeley. Not, 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 not very long. Like the day, the, the day after they broadcast my audition, the stu- some of the students already saw, recognized me. How about, how about somebody that you didn't, like you hadn't interacted with? I mean, the first experience where you were just out in public and somebody was like, oh my gosh, you're that guy. Uh, it's hard to remember, but it was in Berkeley. There, there were a lot of people that that saw me, and then they were pointing at me. It, it, it happened pretty quickly. Well, so that's got to be this massive shock, right? You, you go from one day at Berkeley, uh, you know, being a, just another guy sitting in a classroom, and then all of a sudden you come back to campus, and uh, and people are literally asking for their picture and autograph with you. Yes, it was so crazy. How did that, that, that has to feel great, right? At first, that's got to be like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. It felt surreal. I don't know what else to, how, I, it, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know how to feel. It's like, whoa, what's going on? 
Yeah, yeah. Do your closest friends tease you about it? I would. Well, I I don't know if they teased me about it, but one one of them did tell me the, the and that's that's probably what what why I decided to go forward with the entertainment. He told me that uh, you only gonna get one chance like this in your life, and if you don't go for it now, you're not gonna get another chance. Yeah, absolutely, man. So how do people take that? I mean, how do they take that idea of you, you're only going to get this one chance uh, for whatever it is? Now, I don't mean just one chance to be successful, but just one chance for that thing. How do people get the fortitude, the the willpower to say, you know what? This is my chance. I'm going to go make the most of this thing. I would say it, it's, it comes down to your mindset, your intention. When you talk about that one chance, it reminds me of the TEDx talks I've done recently, uh, because because I thought I only gonna get one chance. Uh, last year when I when I got my very first one, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, I I really need to give this presentation as if this is the last time I ever, I'm ever doing it, uh, and and then and then the, this year somehow I was fortunate to get a second one because usually they don't give uh people repeat speeches for TEDx, you know or TED Talk in general, because they want to make sure that you have a unique idea that's worth sharing. So I evolved my story a lot, but but the point is, is the, the, to answer your question, it the, uh, I just did my recent TEDx uh, in San Diego or, or like a couple of weeks ago, and it did feel, I have the those so, so same feelings again. This is this is it. This is my, this is going to be the, the moment, you know, the, it could be the last time I ever give me a TED Talk. You never know. So, so by having that sense of urgency to give your very, very best and leave everything on stage, you're going to get much better results. There's no guarantee you'll succeed, but you get you get way farther. Yeah. So there's like a nugget of wisdom in there that says, rather than looking for that moment, you should be saying to yourself, "This is the moment." Yes. So it's not about like that there's some moment out there that you have to uncover or wait for. Yeah. It's just recognizing that right now is my moment to do something and having that kind of perspective of regardless of whether I'm on a TED stage or I'm waking up in the morning, this is my moment. Yeah. How do you uh how do you help people who um overcome that mindset that they have to be something phenomenally special in order to succeed well i i look i tell i tell people that that i i, I used to be a normal guy i'm i'm not that special and i would i'll definitely sh- I'll, I'll share some in key points from my recent ted talk as well because because uh because it's also it's not always roses and 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 blossoms. I don't know. How you, I don't know how you put it. It's not always that the rosy picture that people think they see. Uh, after about four years traveling and performing full time, my entertainment career slowed down, and I had to make a choice. Do I do I want to keep waiting and see what happens with showbiz, or do I want to get a stable job? And then I decided that it was better for me to finish school and get a stable job because I don't want to wait until I use up all my savings. I don't want to have problems supporting my parents. So I did. I did the the, 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 the safe thing. And then I've been working as a government for a government job for the last seven or eight years. 
far far from the American Idol stage. And then I look at my life, it's like, wait a minute, is this is this is this me? That's is that all I want? Is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? No. So yeah, I look I look at it that way, and that and then this gives me back that sense of urgency. So the last two years is when I picking things up again. I really going around the world and speaking, inspiring people, just making the most of it. Yeah. So I don't know that people would have guessed that, right? You go from being this name that kind of everybody knows, uh, and then go to just having a, a regular job. Yeah. Can you share over that first four years, roughly how much money do you think you made from your fame? I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I can't really share the, 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 the amount of money I made over, over with my fame. But I could tell you that I pay. I help pay off my parents' debts, my debts. Uh, I would say that we now have a comfortable savings. We we own some properties to give us some passive income. So yeah, I would say life is pretty good. Even though it's not, it's still not at the ideal. You know stage is is still more than I could ever hope for. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think regardless of what success you have, you should never feel like you've made it. Like there should always be some level of hunger, right? I mean, I, I would, I, how unfortunate would it be if today, William, you said, yeah, I've made it. I've reached my pinnacle. I've done everything that I want to do. And I, I still have 40 years of life left on this earth, but I've already done everything I want to do. I reached my pinnacle. No, I'm not even close to that. No, I got a lot. I got, I got a lot. I still want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's what I'm saying, right? No matter how much success you may, you achieve in whatever area of life, yeah, it would be depressing to reach a point where you thought I've done it all. I totally agree. Yeah, because because then then your life is just meaning feels feels meaningless. You just you just letting time slip by every day. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a quote that I uh, read a while ago, and I actually included it in my book, which is, "It is better to become than to be." And the yeah. sentiment behind it is that this process of becoming is the exciting piece. That's the interesting piece: the growth, the progress, the potential. That's what's so exciting and thrilling and gives us something to continually work on. To be means that I reached it, I did it, and what is there left? What, uh, so in some of your talks, your inspiration, what are some of the big insights that you try to share with people? The big lessons. The big lessons is, uh, is, is not, it's not what they say, it's what you hear. That's one of the big, big ones. It's like, it's Elaborate like, on that for me. Yeah. So let's say people, because there were critics back then that, that said that William Hung is the worst singer. William Hung portrays the biggest Asian stereotypes. And some classmates said, go back to school. And I, and I, was, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. But, but, I, but then I, when, after I processed it, I was thinking to myself, well, they could say what they say, but I don't have to. I don't have to let let that uh, bother me. I don't have to let that destroy me. I don't have to let that put me down to the point where I don't want to do anything else in my life. Yeah. Why do you think as a as humans we rely so much on what other people think of us or share verbally of us? 
because we as humans we naturally think uh, is it, we are part of the bigger community we, we and and we do care about their their feedback and how they see us and and I'm not so what I'm saying here is I'm not saying to just totally tune out everybody that's not that's not the right approach either uh, I mean over the years I have many mentors and friends that gave me great feedback to help me evolve and improve as a person but if, if it's just negative criticism that that has that's nothing that that's nothing can do with it then why not let it go to the side yeah so i used to have a saying i don't know how strongly i still believe this but i used to have a saying that uh feedback without a solution is just criticism yeah so real feedback isn't just you know this painting looks like crap. Your you know your singing is terrible. Your uh, your you know math is poor. You're a bad sportsman. You know it's not that. Real feedback is here's the problem I see, and here's a potential solution or approach to the problem. That 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 piece of a potential approach to the problem is the actual feedback yes. component. Yes. Without that, it's just criticism. Yes. And yet people like to mask their criticism as feedback. Yeah. So maybe maybe one of the the points here is in order to distinguish between what you should be giving credence to and paying attention to and really embedding is if there's not a solution built in, there's not some sort of suggested approach, then why put a lot of stock into it? Why put a lot of, you know, merit to it? Whereas yeah. if there's some suggested, you know, solution or approach, then maybe it's uh it's useful. Yes. Do you feel a little bit like Elvis? I think about, so Elvis went to the Grand Ole Opry and they told him that he should go back to driving truck. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And he, he promised, he promised he would never, he would never play the Grand Ole Opry again. And he actually never did. Oh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I don't know Elvis that well, even though it's very famous. I don't know the backstory, but yeah. Well, I just think, you know, you went on American Idol. They told you to go back and be an engineer. Uh, so there's a little bit of a, a alignment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's exciting about where you're headed now? I mean, you've you had this this massive rise in fame. Um, you know, some of it died off. Now you're you're just a, a Joe Schmo like me, William. What are you doing, man? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I am I am uh leveraging my story from American Idol story uh, from my American Idol experience to inspire people to choose happiness that's what I'm doing and how are you doing that we hear about some speeches what are some other things you're doing to inspire people I'm writing a book uh, called champion by choice I am starting to help some of the entrepreneurs to create their presentations that will help inspire more people and 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 be be more persuasive and profitable with what they do at the same time i got i gotta be honest i think your story is one of the most inspirational stories and i think that because of some time it's gotten overlooked so sometimes we navigate to these inspirational stories not because the story itself is so inspirational but because the person who's telling it is charismatic and this great storyteller I think your story is just inspirational. Like it doesn't, it doesn't need a charismatic storyteller because what you did by nature of what you did is the inspiration. And that is a really powerful thing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just think that you are such a great example 
of however you want to put it, whatever cliche you want to apply of, you know, turning lemons to lemonade, whatever it is of taking what you have and figuring out that there's an opportunity there of being willing to step in and take some risks. I I love that. So the book is Champion by Choice. And what are you trying to help people see through that book? I'm helping people see that they can make choices to to create a happier life, uh, and it's it's not re- it's not necessarily uh, one one uh, simple magic bullet solution because I never believe in it. It doesn't really work. Uh, but what I did, what I'm doing instead, is I'm providing a framework. Uh, I talk about things like comu- like the three C's: communication, context, and connection. So like I I'm I, I I look I look at it from like a risk perspective. What does it mean to take risks, right? Uh, I won't spoil the whole book, but but what what does it mean to take risks? Because that's something I, that's a big one. And uh, another one could be what does it mean to co- communicate uh, communicate with uh, authentic? What does it mean to be sincere? What does it mean to be authentic? Well, and you're a perfect example of just being who you are, being purely authentic. Yeah, has that ever hurt you? Possibly, occasionally. It's it's hard. It's it's very hard to say. Uh, but but occasionally, may, maybe being too honest is not the the best the, the best thing. Maybe I should be a bit more tactful. Maybe I should be more strategic with what I say, what I post. Um, but overall, but overall, I, I I feel that as long as I come from a place of giving other people value, it should be just fine. Yeah, well, and it comes full circle to the idea of taking risk. I mean, even by being authentic, you're taking some level of risk, but it's a yeah. risk you're willing to take. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, William, I uh, I just I can't get enough of your story. I love that you took something that so many people would have looked at as this huge failure. And it wasn't a failure by any definition of the term. Um, and you've been able to build a life. I love how real you are too about the the course is a winding course to wherever you want to get. That it's not this like uh, rise in fame that just is endless, but that your course is one that you're building along the way. That path has taken you, you know, into the workforce, now back into speaking and writing books. And that's how the path is for most of us, right? This just winding path that we create as we go. Yes. If people want to continue to follow you as you create this path and this journey, where should they go? Well, I they, they can find me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I also have a website, W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. Uh, people can subscribe to my mailing list for updates for new content as well as my new book. Uh, it's going to probably come out around October. All right, perfect. So they can go find you on any of those social media platforms at willhung.com. And the book, uh, Champion by Choice, should be coming out this fall. Uh, I think it'll be a phenomenal book. You have such a powerful story and such a great outlook on life and dealing with adversity and how to think strategically and make good choices, take appropriate risks. I love it. Uh, I will definitely be following your journey, William, as you make progress, as you continue to craft this path. 
What, uh, what's the one thing you would leave folks with as they wrap up here? Never give up your dreams. Most people, including myself, uh, that dream that we really want to achieve doesn't happen overnight. So, so it's more like you take step by step until you get there. One of my mentors told me that as long as you never stop, you can't fail. And I totally agree with her. Perfect. I love that. As long as you never stop, you can't fail. Recognize that your achievement is going to be built step by step as you continue to build on each piece. William, thank you so much for joining our podcast, The Art of Strategic Reaction. You're welcome. All right, folks, that has been another episode of The Art of Strategic Reaction with William Hung. Go check him out at willhung.com or on any social media platform. Keep an eye out for his book, Champion by Choice, which comes out in the fall. We'll make sure that in the podcast you have links to those things and that we keep you posted. Thanks again for joining us. All the best, my friends.